Hello, my name is Mitch Merkin. Welcome to Voices of VA Research. Our topic for this episode is the medical foster home. We're going to look at what research has found regarding this innovative model of care for older veterans with complex medical needs. My guest today is Dr. Carrie Levy. Dr. Levy is the Director of Palliative Medicine and the Associate Director of the Center of Innovation for Veteran-Centered and Value-Driven Research at the Denver VA Medical Center in Colorado. She's been involved extensively in research not only on medical foster homes in VA, but on other aspects of nursing home and end-of-life care for older adults. She's published her research in journals such as Chest, Cancer, Medical Care, JAMA Internal Medicine, The Gerontologist, and the Journal of Hospital Medicine. So I'd like to welcome Dr. Carrie Levy to Voices of VA Research. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Well, good to speak with you today. So, and can I call you Carrie? Okay, thank you. And before we talk about your research on medical foster homes, just explain for folks uh, broadly what the medical foster home is all about. Who does it service and, and what's the idea behind it? Yeah, so the medical foster home is uh, probably best described if I start with its foundation, which is home-based primary care. And home-based primary care is for veterans who are essentially too sick to go to clinic. Clinic is a a burdensome activity because of functional disability or uh, just the the physical and um, the medical issues that are going on. It can be quite burdensome to drive to clinic, to wait in the waiting room, to uh, you know, go through the appointment to drive back home. It's you know can be quite taxing. And so the way that uh, Tom Eats has described it to us uh, is that this is a, a good program for a veteran who is, is just too sick to get to clinic. And so home-based primary care is an interdisciplinary program that wraps all of the primary care around the veteran in their own home. So it is a primary care provider that may be a physician, a nurse practitioner, a physician assistant, and then uh, there are all of the other disciplines that are needed to support a veteran at home. That may be physical therapy, occupational therapy, pharmacy, psychology, uh, all all the disciplines uh, that we uh, need in order to successfully care for someone in the home environment. Uh, the difference, and all of that is provided, as I say, in the home, often aided by some technology, a tablet or, or phone calls or that type of thing. And, um, and then if subspecialty care is needed, a uh, veteran, of course, can come in for, for that type of care. But the idea is to hopefully bring most of that primary care to the home. And then the real difference with medical foster home is that instead of bringing all of that care to the veteran's home, we're bringing that care to a foster home. So the veteran, uh, for one reason or another, is unable to remain in their own home, and a foster caregiver has taken the veteran into their own home. And foster caregivers can have up to three individuals uh, whom they're caring for at a given time. So that may be, let's say, their own mother and two veterans or three veterans or both of their parents and a veteran. So it can be any combination, but the idea is that there are no more than three individuals in the home. And the idea there is that we are allowing this to 
to be a home environment. It's not a group uh, a, a group home or a assisted living or a nursing home or any of those things. It's a very unique uh, adult uh, care environment and um, provided in a foster care family home. Is the level of care, medical care, more similar to what you'd find in a nursing home or more, more so mm -hmm. like an assisted living facility? Or some, could it be right. Like? So, so the veterans who are in the medical foster home program have to meet nursing home eligibility criteria. Mm -hmm. So without this program, they would otherwise be in a nursing home. Okay. So they, their level of need is, is pretty high in terms of their medical condition. Correct. So to date, have you basically undertaken one major study of the medical foster home model, or has it been a couple of studies? It's been a couple of studies. There was one major one, but it had a number of parts to it, and then we've splintered off lots of other studies based on our findings from that initial uh, study. The initial study was to look at safety in the program, so how do we ensure that safety is um, top of mind, and then we also wanted to look at costs in the program and also the, the level of care that's being provided uh, to, to these individuals. And so what we did was we went into uh, four programs around the country that had fairly high enrollment, and we completed a, an assessment called a minimum data set assessment, which is the same assessment that's done in nursing homes, on every nursing home. Um, resident in this country in a home that receives Medicare or Medicaid dollars, so it's a very standardized, common assessment. And we did the exact same assessment on medical foster home residents to get a sense of how are they similar or how are they different from those who are currently being cared for in nursing homes. Now, you mentioned that when you did your research, you visited four programs. What cities or what VA health care systems were those located in? Well, we actually visited many, many programs. We happened to do that, that extensive data collection um, in four areas, and that was uh, Little Rock, Arkansas, which is where the program started. It was a social worker's idea many, many years ago, and he's the one that uh, got this off the ground. And then uh, we were in uh, Florida and in Minnesota and Denver. I see. Uh, let's talk a little more about the research. Uh, could you point us to, you don't have to give us the whole formal citation, but if we wanted to find online one major article or the couple of main articles where you published your findings, where would we find those? What journals? Yeah, so there was one that was just recently in, in 2019 in Health Services Research, and uh, the title is um, are actually, I had it framed as a question, and then they had me frame it as a statement, okay. which was medical foster homes are less co less costly than traditional nursing home care. And obviously that has to do with cost, cost. of care okay. uh, in, the, in this program. And so if you compare, so what we did in that study was we had propensity-matched veterans who were in nursing homes. So basically you would take, let's say, a 74-year-old veteran with heart failure in a medical foster home, and then you would find a 74-year-old veteran with CHF in a nursing home, and then match them on 38 other characteristics, so their age, their ethnicity, their um, gender, their all their medical conditions, their frailty, everything we could possibly pull out of a medical record we did, and we matched them on those characteristics, and of course we had lots and lots of veterans to choose from, from the nursing home group. 
And then if we followed them forward, we looked at costs of care and, and outcomes. And what we found was it was the program was, um, it did not uh, cost more to have a veteran in the medical foster home uh, per day alive. Uh, the other uh, surprising finding in that study was that the veterans in medical foster home, um, there was 12% um, lower mortality at one year for veterans who were in the medical foster home. And that's program. a very interesting finding. I want to go back to the cost finding just for sure. a moment. Uh, I would think, was that a surprising finding? Because you said it did not cost more to have the vets in the medical foster home, but wouldn't the uh, ex expectation be that it would cost less, in fact, to have them in the foster home? Right. So we expected the medical foster home to be less, but um, it's, I think the important thing to think about when we speak of care in older medically complex veterans is that it's not cheap. So home-based primary care is Cadillac. I describe it as Cadillac care. These are dedicated, highly qualified clinicians coming to your home, providing you care in your home. It is Cadillac care, right? So it's not a cheap interdisciplinary. Model. It's in your home. That is not inexpensive care. Um, then we also added in the fact that the veterans are paying out of pocket. We can't ignore that fact. And so when we put all of that together, uh, you get this, what, what we would describe as very high quality in-home care um, and with the veterans' uh, out-of-pocket expenses included in that as well, um, we, it was not more expensive. If we look at some of the factors other than cost, uh, you did mention the mortality benefit uh, for the medical foster home population. What about things, I don't know if you did it in this particular study, but what about things like quality of life or satisfaction ratings from the veterans themselves or perhaps their family members, perhaps uh, continuity of care? Did you look at those types of factors as well? So what we did, we had a qualitative portion of this study, and so we interviewed uh, veterans and caregivers and those that care for individuals in the program. We did not have uh, similar interviews on the nursing home side, and so we're not able to comment on the nursing home uh, side. Now, of course, we did have veterans who'd been in the nursing home and then were in the medical foster home, and so we have some of that carryover. But um, what we did hear from those in the medical foster home is that they very much felt like family. Mm. There was a very consistent theme that they were part of this family. They were at dinner. They were at breakfast. The kiddos were in the household, and the dog was there, and the, you know all the events that happened with the family were happening, and there were all the the lovely conversations and, and the highs and lows that happened with, with families were happening for these veterans because they were in the home. And if I may, I'll tell a story that illustrates that. Sure, please. So we were at a table, a kitchen table, and we had the privilege of going into these homes and, and really feeling the, you know, the, the experience of being in these homes. And inevitably we would walk in and there would be a meal cooking and the delicious smells wafting through the house. So in this particular home, we're sitting at the kitchen table of the caregiver, and she was speaking to us as part of one of the interviews. And her daughters uh, were celebrating the birthday <laughs> of the poodle, the toy poodle, um, in the home. 
and come to find out the veteran who was living with them, they actually had three veterans in this particular home, they had built a wing onto the back of their home to accommodate the veterans who were cared for in the medical foster home program. And uh, one of these veterans was living in a, a very unsafe condition um, in a modular home that was in disrepair and he needed to move out because it was not a safe situation, but he wouldn't because he wanted to be with his poodle. Hmm. And so the social worker had tried to find, you know, an assist, assisted living just wasn't an option. He really didn't need nursing home level of care, and no nursing home was willing to accommodate this poodle. So he went to this family, and he said, um, any chance you'd be able to accommodate this gentleman? And they said, you know, they were a Romanian family, and the culture just didn't have dogs in the house. That just wasn't how they grew up. And, he, and the social worker said, well, well, come meet the dog and meet the veteran and see what you think. And so the caregiver took her kiddos to the veteran. They met the poodle, and, of course, the little girls fell in love with the poodle. <laughs> and the caregiver said, you know, it's not – anything we've ever done, but we'll give it a go. We'll try to take care of this dog and see what we can do, and yes, we'll, we'll take this veteran into our home. Mm -hmm. So he was thrilled, and he came to this home, and on the particular day we were there, it was the poodle's birthday, and they had this poodle, I kid you not, in a stroller, <laughs> dressed up with balloons all over the stroller. Wow. Poodle was happy as a clam, veteran was happy as a clam, and we're trying to do the interview, and we had to stop it because there was there were these bursts of laughter from the wing, the, the veteran wing on this home. So we stopped the interview, we go back to the veteran's room, and the girls are both sitting on the, the bed of this veteran, and they've got an iPad, and they're taking pictures of the poodle, and they're doing <laughs> that distorted function you can do on the iPad, and um, you know, doing funny things with the, the birthday pictures of this poodle, and they were all just laughing, crying laughing. They were having such a good time. And we thought, gosh, this is this is it, yep. right? You've That's got the really young generation, all about. the older yep. generation. Yep, this is what it's all about. So that is just one example of many we could tell you of where the veteran felt like he was part of the family. And we got a call a number of months later saying, um, remember when you were at that home, you know, the, the poodle died. And, um, and, of course, the veteran was beside himself, um, but so were the little girls. And what happened was the veteran – really quickly learned that he needed to uh, shift into comforting the, the children and helping them through their grieving process, and it became this, this really lovely opportunity for everybody you know, to work through that together. Well, my guest today on Voices of VA Research has been Dr. Carrie Levy at the Denver VA. She's an expert on the medical foster home program in VA and has published research on this model. Uh, Carrie, I want to thank you for being with us today, and good luck with continued research on VA medical foster homes. Well, thank you so much for your interest. This is Mitch Merkin. Thanks for listening to Voices of VA Research. To learn more about VA research, visit our website, www.research.va.gov. Thank you.